Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Trammell Crow and Tony Keene of EarthX. So, so tell me, Trammell, just a little bit about your vision and how you came about to form EarthX. Thank you. It's a, a general question. It's hard to answer sometimes, but this EarthX, which was first called Earth Day Dallas and then Earth Day Texas, uh, started when I finally, at my in my dotage, decided to really start getting involved in the environment. It always, to me, been the most important issue there is in the world. And uh, 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 after a sequence of events, I found myself uh, at a decision of what to do next. And just because April 22 was five months away, I thought, this is an easy decision. Let's just go ahead and throw, it, throw together a little exhibit of environmental groups for a street fair on April 22, uh, because that's what's bound to be happening in New York, in Berlin, in London. And it was 200 organizations, and the environmental groups, of course, but in Texas, we wouldn't think twice about having corporations involved. Uh, Kimberly Clark here in Dallas doesn't cut down as many trees as they used to, so we'd like for them to tell that story to the public. So all about telling stories to the public. Uh, the public doesn't know much about environmental issues. They feel very, very helpless as to how to involve besides turning off the faucet when they uh, brush their teeth. So we thought it'd be a steep learning curve. And that first year, uh, there were 38,000 people and 200 exhibitors, only to find afterwards that this is not done in Frankfurt in New York. There aren't public expos on Earth Day or any other day that amount to much at all. Uh, so ever since then, we've been inventing it as we go along. And it's the biggest in Texas and the heartland. It's the biggest in the country, probably the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you know, going through your website, you've got all kinds of uh, resources from um, curriculum uh, for K through 12 to galas. Tell me a little bit about the, the gala that you have. We've had it off campus for two years now. and We have uh, exhibitors who are sponsors and other and foundations and so forth. The gala is another way to involve people in the local community. Uh, in Dallas, much more than in San Francisco, it's still, even after all these years, a challenge to get the business community, uh, professional communities involved. Well, the, the gala is, you know, like Trammell said, it's, it's designed to be a fundraiser for EarthX. Um, what we do is we get uh, some big name uh, celebrities there to attract attention and fundraising. We also have a, an auction as well. This year, uh, our headliner is Leanne Rimes, so uh, we're looking forward to another great event. How did you get interested in the environment? This is real easy. It's a simple story. My brother was in the eighth grade and I was in the sixth, and he taught me three words, the environment, politics, and population. Uh, ever since that moment, it was clear to me that the most important thing is the environment and all the problems that we're facing now. But that was in the 60s, and it was in the newspaper, it was in the press, even for a kid. Uh, 
my brother, I always like to remind people that my brother forgot. He proceeded to forget the first and third words. <laughs> Isn't much of an environmentalist himself. But, uh, but he's coming around. He comes to our event. <laughs> yeah, he, he comes to the event. And that, that's, that's a, a, a testimonial right there because he's a very busy guy. We have exhibits on built environment, uh, developments, lead buildings, and so forth. So my brother Harlan in the real estate business comes for that purpose. But there are lots of different uh, initiatives that we pursue. We just got these environmental groups, all of them. Why not? So now after we've started these conferences of ocean, built environment, startups and investment and clean tech and ocean tech, there's no other place that I've ever seen where you can go and do and learn from and meet in all those different areas. Tony will be expanding that, uh, particularly in the built environment area, I think. His background is the International Facilities Management Association. The built environment is a place where Dallas can be particularly important because of the development headquarters, yeah. you could say, that are here. So, Tony, um, you're the new CEO, right? Yes. How long have you been on the job? Just uh, a little over four months since November. And how did you get interested in this area? Um, it started actually for myself also when I was a child growing up in uh, Southern California and just... Uh, the, the whole thing about trash on the beach hmm. just was something that impacted me personally. Then, uh, you know, through my, my own career, um, you know, both at, uh, at the International Facility Management Association, we dealt a lot with uh, the energy management uh, issues associated with buildings, the commercial buildings, as one of the largest uh, users of, of energy. And so a lot of those uh, building owners and operators are, are really dealing a lot right now with those energy management systems to make them more efficient. So those organizations also have a lot of uh, sustainability initiatives. And then uh, while I was at the International Facility Management Association, we launched um, a new credential for facility management professionals called the uh, Sustainability uh, sustainable, Sustainability Facility Professional, the SFP. So then we saw, I was at IFMO through the whole time period when you know a lot of the buildings were changing out their lighting systems where to uh, LED type lighting systems where the payback on that is so uh, short it was an easy decision for building owners to make but here again it really did a huge thing for the environment and sustainability so <clears throat> been around a lot of that uh, before that I was with NACE International and uh, focused in the energy sector where uh, you have oil and gas pipelines. So that's a whole other aspect in terms of impact on the environment. And one thing I will never forget is uh, we're meeting with the, uh, actually the ambassador uh, uh, from Nigeria. And he was just always amazed because when he came around the United States, he knew that there were these oil and gas pipelines running through yeah. and there's farms on top. Right. Whereas in Nigeria, nothing grows for a mile either side because mm. you know all the issues associated with the pipelines there and people tapping into them illegally and you know causing huge environmental issues. So, so then when this opportunity came up, it was uh, something that was I really enjoyed the platform being a, a safe kind of neutral platform where people from all different opinions can come together and talk about pragmatic solutions because that's what I believe in. And, uh, you know, we're, I think all of us are tired of the far right, the far left, and the polarization of our country because those people usually are so ingratiated into those positions, they really don't want practical solutions yeah. to move forward. Well, you know, I think Walmart has done a great job mm -hmm. in that regard. Um, 
you know, they are very pragmatic. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, they've been having a huge, an extremely positive impact on the environment through their approach. And you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but everyone knows they're very efficient in terms of transportation and distribution. But that's directly correlated to sustainability and uh, mm-hmm. an environmental uh, carbon footprint. Right. So many companies of all different sizes can come together to tell their own green stories. And a lot Also, they do that. They can, yeah. I mean, that's what we encourage them to do in the booths. You know, if they've got a, a consumer-based product, you know, why not tell the green story behind it and encourage people to, you know, buy their products because they do have that green story. Um, you've got other companies that truly do have environmental products themselves that are just specifically focused on the environmental sector. But, you know, majority of the companies, you know, as we live our everyday lives, we have to be able to, um, to take care of the earth. I mean, it's, you know, we're all, we're all interconnected. And, um, you know, one side goes out of kilter, then uh, it has ramifications. What's your vision for the future in terms of EarthX? Where do you want it to be in, say, 10 years from now? Oh, my God. <laughs> or five years from now. Well, first of all, you can tell already in this interview that it's been, this has been done by an amateur, which is one of the reasons why it's wound up to be so unique and, uh, and powerful, uh, going where other people hadn't gone before and not knowing that things shouldn't be done. Uh, we've turned it a conference. Uh, 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 film, film festival is, is really, I would say, the most important green film festival in America. But we haven't worked on this, this national audience. Uh, expo, uh, public speakers, hackathon, uh, uh, other things. And so one of the areas for the future is to find out how to make it more relevant to a national audience. We have national audience for the professionals coming in for conferences, but when did anybody say, let's uh, next year for our summer vacation go to an environmental festival uh, or uh, instead of going to a, a concert or a show in New York in the fall like we always do, let's go to an expo of uh, sustainability and environment. So that's one, that's very ambitious uh, uh, future. It might take 10 years, but America needs it. This is going to keep on going. Other people aren't doing it. And this heartland, I'm not touting Dallas, this thing could go anywhere. So it's a a temporary event. But it needs to stay in the heartland. Uh, uh, Another thing is are these conferences because we're bringing in real decision makers and of late uh, policy makers and legislators. So we need to say, okay, these dozen or so conferences, some of them are in areas that are well attended and do a lot of good, but the impact might not be as great. We need to kind of go back to basics. And, and personally, I would think that it's food, water, and energy. You know, Trammell said the keyword impact. and. You know, what we have to look at is, is there's the impact of us having this event and how we can then improve on that 
to you know attract a bigger audience and to make it even more impactful than what it already is. But we also have an opportunity here because we are engaging with so many stakeholders. We're expecting 150,000 attendees for this year's conference. How do we engage with them on a year-round basis? How do we engage with a national audience on a year-round basis through multiple different ways? Um, we've already expanded a little bit on the film festival side. We also show a monthly film feature as throughout the year, not just at our film festival. And Where do you show it? Different theaters, theaters around Dallas, okay. so it's at this point. <clears throat> but we're also getting uh, ready to launch the EarthX League, which is what I call a combination between a, an action platform and a community platform, where we can reach out and, and actually measure impact of information that's getting shared, uh, connections that can continue to be enhanced, as well as provide opportunities for uh, learning and information. So it's a, uh, it's a centralized platform that will create a, an electronic vir virtual community uh, of EarthX throughout the year. We're also uh, encouraging uh, other uh, nonprofits to, uh, to plug into this, to use this, to help share information so our constituents and our people who are involved with EarthX can even learn more information just beyond what we actually have at EarthX. And, and same thing for our exhibitors and our sponsors. If they've got information that they want to share that's relevant, then they can share that through this network. And we can also then show them what kind of an impact they had in terms of the reach they had. So, so it's a, I think it's an exciting time to be able to take this and then scale it up for a much uh, larger audience nationwide. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic Podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C Podcast, and now Be Epic. Be Epic.